Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go.
Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. And today I'm excited to have Ian Ryan on the show. He's the founder of fearlessandhealthy.com and he's also the host of the Fearless and Healthy Podcast. So he has over nine years experience as a highly sought after health coach. Ian believes in a holistic approach to wellness and putting a large emphasis on mastering mindset. So he believes that wellness can spark the change necessary to change lives both inside and out. And I just loved my conversation with him. So let's get started. Ian, I'm so incredibly excited to have you on and I have something to tell you. And what would that be, Lauren? (laughs) (laughs) You are my first male to ever be on the show ever. Really? I'm honored. (laughs) So I'm really excited, you guys. Uh, I had a uh, I got to be on Ian's podcast, Fearless and Healthy Podcast, um, earlier, and I just really, really loved um, our connection and just how amazing you are and how real you are. So I really would love to share you with my audience. So if you could just uh, tell me about your story and share a bit about you, we would love to get to know you. Absolutely, Lori. Well, thank you for having me on, and I can't wait to uh, share my story here with your listeners. So. I've been a fitness professional for about a decade now. You know, it all started when I was back in college. You know, I was a skinny kid growing up, and then I went went away to college my freshman year and put on about 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I just remember coming back, and everyone was like, wow, what happened to Ian? <laughs> and I just knew. I was like, you know, I never really had to do anything back in high school. You know, I was always able to uh, keep the weight off. So that was kind of the start of my fitness journey for myself, you know, and I just fell in love. Like mm-hmm. after a couple months, I started to get results. And after I graduated from West Virginia University, I, you know, ran about every single position you could possibly imagine in the fitness industry from managing clubs to personal training. And, uh, you know, eventually I started my own business in DC. I did some uh, corporate fitness, a lot of group training, and you know, I just love fitness. It's just, Mm -hmm. there's so much more, and I'm sure we'll dive into the whole mindset component of fitness too, Mm -hmm. because I'm super passionate about that. But you know, I always wanted to do something online. I wanted to share my voice. I felt like I had more to offer, but I had these little voices in my head, Lori, that were saying, you know, that's not you. Like, you don't know how to build a website. You don't know how to do this. And I was scared to put myself out there on video and I just figured it was never going to happen for me. But finally, you know, I had a, uh, an event um, mm-hmm. happen in January 2015 that really changed everything for me. You know, I had a, a successful offline brick and mortar fitness business in D.C., but, you know, something was missing. And my brother passed away mm-hmm. tragically at the age of 25 from a heroin overdose. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it just I started asking myself, Lori, those those big questions like, what are you going to be remembered for? And it really when you lose someone close to you, you have a lot of things that go through your head. But you start thinking about, you know, what type of impact you want to leave. And uh, when you know when you're faced with death, those things like putting yourself out there, they, they don't seem that big in the grand scheme of things, you know. So a lot of the things that I was scared of, um, I just pushed those aside. And you know what I said? I'm going to follow my passion, my intuition, um, packed my bags, moved out to uh, sunny San Diego. I've been here now about six months, um, started my podcast in uh, December. That's been going really well, have started my online coaching business. And things have really been picking up, but it's just been like one thing over uh, after the next really 
um, since my brother passed away, and I guess in turmoil, you have one or two uh, choices. You know, you can either, either let that define you or you can choose to move forward and try to inspire someone with your message. And that's what I've tried to do, not to say it's been easy, uh, but I've tried to do my best with it. And I'm really excited about some of the things I have uh, coming down the pipeline here. Wow, that is amazing. And yes, in the it's it's insane how in one split second your entire perspective can shift everything like you said that you thought was scary or you know things that were stopping you all of a sudden when something like that is taken out of your life and you just realize how incredibly precious it is it's just this moment of of clarity so what did that really feel like for you that that moment of wow just massive impact and asking those questions how long did that take you to process and and figure out what you wanted to do um you know as far as with what happened and sometimes we give people we feel that we can give uh you know people's life even more meaning by things that we're doing yeah i mean well the biggest thing Lori, is i realized that life can be snatched away from you at any moment i mean it's really something to think about because none of us are promised another day on this earth and i know that can seem kind of bold to say but it's really true when you think about it so after you know, uh, I mourn the death of my brother and, you know, I still have obviously moments where I think about that all the time. I just realized, you know, life is really short and we don't have an unlimited amount of time here on this earth. So I was just, I wanted to go down swinging, you know, no matter what I did, I wanted to follow through on the things that I knew deep inside of me that I wanted to do. And if I failed, that was okay, right? Because it's all in the process, the journey. I always say the juice is in the, in the process, right? Mm. And, um, yeah, so I mean, you know, there's still limiting beliefs in times when, you know, I don't know if everything's going to work out and all that stuff, but it's just one foot in front of the other. And, uh, you know, after my brother's death, I, I was just, I looked at life a little bit differently. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people that have gone through something similar, they might feel the same way. You know, they just have something that comes over them and they realize that, you know, like life is short. So we really got to step up and make it happen. Mm, thank you so much for sharing that. And I know on your, on your website, you know, you were talking about that you did um, personal training and you, you had said even now you felt like something was missing. Uh, and sometimes that gap can feel even bigger when obviously something traumatic like that happens to us. Um, but what did that feel like? What did that call feel like? Because I think a lot of people are getting the call, but they're not quite realizing it. Like they're maybe, you know, numbing it out or ignoring it. What are some things that maybe you do to really tune in so that you could get inspired and motivated and, um, really move forward on that call? What did it feel like? That's a great question. And, you know, I think that one of the things that really helped me was my love for personal development. So, mm -hmm. you know, fitness, it's great. It's a, if I, if I didn't work out four or five times a week, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel right. Right. It's something that is just ingrained in my daily behavior, but personal development is the same thing. And I felt like I owed it to share some of the knowledge that I had acquired to not only help people and ingrain it in my fitness programs, but to also share it because I know a lot of times when people are going through turmoil in their life, some of the things that I've learned can really help you in, in those times. So, you know, some of the things that, that really helped me during that, that time period, Lori, were things like, you know, just clearing my head, you know, going outside when, when things were really tough and going for a walk and just getting lost in nature, right? And, and just thinking to myself, taking a lot of time for me 
and just really coming to the terms with, you know, what was I doing with my life, right? And things like meditation really helped, working on my breathing, uh, you know, connecting with family, trying to meet, be more present in conversations. I really tried to level up a lot of the things I was doing, not only in fitness, but with the whole mindset component. And I feel like it's so critical and so key to teach some of these personal development practices when you were putting people through, for example, an exercise program. And I felt like if I was able to create an online program where I could really just share my heart, my authenticity, and put together something special that meant something to me, that would really, really mean something going forward in my life. Oh, amazing. So you just spurred so many different thoughts in my head about, you know, a, what even a clear head can do because, Oh my God. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing what can come from that. And especially having all of the different things that, that you could cling to in your mind that could really take you down. Right. You just went through trauma. I'm sure it's just on top of all of the daily things that we all deal with and you can really go down a spiral. So all that, you know, I know that we have so much in common with like the, the, the mindset space and also fitness being kind of that foundation. And I love that sure. you said, you know, without, uh, doing your workouts each week, it's kind of like you wouldn't even get to that place of understanding that you want to clear your mind as well, because it just turns into like chaos when you're not doing any <laughs> of those things. Like I know I can very well go back there quickly. That's why I make sure they're in place, but a clear headspace. Because I think what people don't realize, you know, even when people are like, I hate working out or I don't know how you do this or how do you keep your motivation? And it's because my number one thing is peace of mind. Like, okay, what gives me peace of mind? Okay. Exercise. Okay. Getting in nature. Okay. Everything that you had talked about, because when you have a, when you have clear headspace, you have more energy. You feel like you have more time. You're more present. You can really build on that. So what are some of your things that you must do on top of that? So I know you said, um, you know, walking in nature, uh, and, and that one is huge. That's actually been one key thing that's come up with every single person that I've interviewed is getting in nature, um, exercise. And do you have any other great tips that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I call them my non-negotiables, right? Mm -hmm. First off, you hit on a point. It's like some of your most creative ideas come when you're not sitting in front of the computer, right? So yeah. that's another thing for people to think about is like getting lost and just having time to think is so important. But I have what I call my non-negotiables, right? Every single day I try to start my day from a positive state because I truly feel you either react to the world around you or you have an opportunity to take control. And if you don't take control, you can't be your best for everyone around you, right? Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I do is I have a gratitude journal and I express gratitude. I try to send out three texts to people that I know in my circle that I'm close with and just let them know, you know, that I'm thinking about them. But also I might write down and jot down a couple things that, you know, I'm just grateful for in my life because it flips the switch and it puts things into perspective, right? So after I do that, I like to move every morning. So depending on my schedule, um, I might not get in a full workout, but what I've realized, Lori, is that sometimes it's just about moving, right? It can be as simple as going for a five to 10 minute walk outside, doing an active stretch, do it, just doing something to get those endorphins going. And then I, ha I do what's uh, called my morning power shake. I try to put the right nutrients in my body. I'm a big uh, brain food guy, so I don't mm -hmm. start my day with a bunch of carbohydrates. I actually throw a bunch of good stuff like coconut oil, almond butter, protein powder, a little bit of fruit, veggies, chopped ice, and I put it in my Nutribullet. I slug that down, and then I do what's called my daily review. So 
I really, I can be a scatterbrain sometimes. I, you know, I have a, <laughs> a lot of things I'm trying to get done. So I try to organize my day and so I'm less chaotic and less stressed, you know, and I just sit down. I'm like, what do I have to get done today that is super important? So I don't just start, you know, scrolling through social media and doing things that really don't matter. So I find that just incorporating those simple habits in my daily routine every single morning really start, it, it helps me start my day with positive energy. Absolutely. I love that. And it's so crazy that you said three texts to people, uh, you know, that maybe you want to appreciate or whatever the texts are, because I literally just listened to another podcast and was like, okay, I want to do this text message thing to people in the morning. So you were just my voice of confirmation. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to. He said it too. Okay, I got it's, it. It's powerful, you know, especially now that I, I moved to the other side of the country, you know, mm. I love it out here, but I miss, you know, I miss my, I'm a mama's boy at heart. So it's nice to just be able to, to send her a text and let her know that, you know, I miss her. I'm thinking about her and mm. just other people in my life. It really puts me in a, in a good state of mind. Mm, totally. I'm far away from a lot of my favorite people too. So tell me more about these texts real quick so that other people, if they want to start this habit as well, because it's something, you know, easy. And I know on your website too, you say quick and actionable, and that's an example of it. Quick and actionable. It's something that makes you feel better immediately, makes you feel connected, right? So when you text them, is it like appreciation? Is it just high or what, what do those three texts a day look like? You know, if it's for my mom, I just let her know how much I'm thinking about her. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'll literally tell, I'll literally text her and I'll say, mom, I just want to let you know that I love you. I'm thinking about you and you're such an amazing woman. Have an amazing day. Or I'll text my good friend, right? I have uh, basically like my brother. Um, you know, I moved out here. I can sit now. He is pretty much, you know, the closest thing I do have to a brother, but I'll just let him know, man. You know, I, I hope business is good. You know, I can't wait for you to get out here. Uh, have a great day. Something so simple or it does not have to be this thought out thing, but just let people know, you know, you're thinking about them and they appreciate it. And that just helps you, you, uh, start every day from a positive state too, you know, mm, that's amazing. Okay. Confirmed. <laughs> All right. So stepping into your fears, what's your best advice around? I have this massive goal in mind and it's freaking me out. And basically every time I think about it, I can't even move. What is something that you would tell somebody who's, who's really got something they want to move forward on? You know, the, the first step is always the hardest. I mean, it really is. Um, but it doesn't take, you know, someone just asked me, but like, well, Ian, does it take a catastrophic event mm -hmm. to step into your fears? Right. Yeah. And I said, absolutely not. I mean, I can see why someone might ask me that because I made a lot of change after that, you know, after that incident in my life. But the reality is, is confidence, you know, you're going to build it over time. It's a lot of people aren't born naturally with all these skills. You have to beat on your craft, right? So you really have to take the time to become better and you have to get uncomfortable. You have to realize that the beauty is usually on the other side of that comfort zone, right? So maybe you start small, maybe you do something, for example, I'll bring it back to my own life. I always like to share personal examples, you know, of some, mm -hmm. how something really impacted me. But I, you know, I love podcasting. I'm on video a lot now. I do a ton of content online, but I was terrified of public speaking at one point in my life. I mean, I could tell you a story. I was in college and I remember giving a presentation in my entrepreneurship class and I was teamed up with someone else. You know, the, the whole presentation started unraveling right from the start. I started breaking <laughs> out and breaking out into a sweat. And, you know, I was terrified. I said, man, I, I maybe I'm just not good at that. But I knew that what I wanted to do, I was going to have to get better. 
at doing it. So I joined a Toastmasters group, and this is something for someone to think about. If they're having a tough time stepping into their fear, start small. I joined a Toastmasters group. I sat in the back, and I just kind of checked things out for a little while, right? But I was there. I made that first step, and then I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to sign up for a presentation, right? And I did it in front of a small group first, and then I kind of get got past that level, right? And I was like, okay, this isn't too bad. And it just kept building because my confidence was was higher after I started doing it a little bit. So don't feel like you have to go for the home run initially, but just take those steps in the right direction, right? Make forward progress and positive momentum each and every day, and things will seem a lot more easy and a lot more manageable. Mm, awesome. So I'm convinced we're part twins because every, <laughs> everything that you've said, I'm like, okay, I had like crazy panic attacks around public speaking and now I'm obsessed with it. It doesn't mean I don't still get really nervous, but I just know that, you know, fear's like my co-pilot and I, I know how to make it be quiet after a while. Right. Um, but, but absolutely. I looked, I actually looked at a Toastmasters for a while, but I had a bunch of little events where I was speaking in front of three people, five people, eight people. And I kept on creating little events like that so that I could practice speaking. And I have to tell you, it took me like, oh my gosh, probably five or six years to the point where I didn't feel like I wanted to, to literally just like I was not going to make it through. Um, but I also knew there was a, re a reward involved in that. So every time I would do it, even if I was nervous, you know, the outcome was so good for me just as far as, um, realizing what we are capable of doing. So is there something like that for you now that you're working on right now that is maybe right smack dab in the middle of scaring the crap out of you or you're working through something? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things, but one, um, so I, I'm actually going to sign up for my first triathlon. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited about it, but let's go back to that fear component because so before, you know, if I was scared to do something, it was like, you know, I, I just couldn't do it. Right. And after you do it a couple of times you, with the public speaking now, I mean, I love public speaking now too, but it's like, now, if there's something that I'm a little bit scared of for some reason, I actually get excited about it, mm -hmm. you know, cause I'm like, man, there's going to be so much growth in this process. So with the triathlon, the reason I'm scared is because I'm not a strong swimmer. I actually don't know how to dive. So I'm just announcing that to your audience now, <laughs> something that I've always, uh, you know, kind of been embarrassed about, but, um, you know, I'm excited about it because I know, you know, with the fitness stuff, I'm pretty consistent with my workouts and all that stuff. And I know that, uh, sometimes it's good to switch things up, right? The strength training and the stuff that I do on a consistent basis, it doesn't challenge me quite as much anymore. So with the triathlon, I'm just so excited to jump and I'm going to join a group that's going to hold me accountable and help me with the swimming portion of it. And I'll probably be the worst one. Uh, I'll probably practice down at La Jolla. My buddy was talking about, which is in San Diego, by the way, if everyone doesn't know where that Love is. La Jolla. But, uh, you know, just practicing that, you know, it's not a skill of mine. I'm actually a, a weak swimmer, but a little scared, but I know it's going to be a good thing for me. And another thing was when I moved out to San Diego, Laura, I didn't know that many people. I knew some people, but I was like, you know, how can I meet more people? Let's really step out of my comfort zone. So for 30 days, I have a coffee shop right down the street. And uh, I said, you know what? I'm just going to approach a random stranger at this at a coffee shop every day and engage in a conversation. I challenge myself. I'm big on 21 and 30 day challenges. I really feel like 
they can do a lot for you, you know, if you, if you really attack the right thing. So I met amazing people from all over the world just because I said, all right, well, I don't know that many people out here. Why not just go up to people and meet people and have amazing conversation? And it was an amazing experience. But once again, I knew it was going to be uncomfortable, but I knew on the back end of that, I was going to grow a lot and the experience was going to be very fulfilling for me. So awesome. And yet again, that's kind of what I'm doing right now too at coffee shops. So (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy. It is. People who listen to my podcast are probably like, who is this clone? This is insane. Um, I love that because I was, you know, I haven't been in Santa Monica very long, but I love your 30 day challenge. So literally that just inspired me. And you guys, if you listen to what he just said, it's not just about like, um, you know, ramping up these like challenges for your body. I know we do challenges around fitness all the time, maybe challenges, um, you know, different challenges in our life, but never do we think to do them around the things that maybe we feel empty towards. Like maybe we're feeling lonely. Maybe you're not new somewhere, but you feel lonely or you need to widen that circle of people, um, you know, because you want better influences in your life. That is the most amazing way to do it. And sometimes I have to even remember, um, Ian, that it's not always about like, okay, anything to progress and be in a, um, you know, a circle that's smarter than me and learning, learning, because even just the 30 days of meeting different people and realizing that every single person carries a beautiful lesson, no matter what walk of life they're from, or no matter, you know, a lot of times we have expectations of different people and you can, you can, um, be so focused on, um, you know, thinking you need to learn something instead of just actually hearing, you know, about this person's experience or being really present, you get delivered these awesome messages that if you're just present and you just do what you said for 30 days, you can change your life. Not only, you know, take away loneliness, but change your life. I love that you are doing that. Okay. So I would love to hear, uh, what is the best advice that you've ever gotten? Uh, the best advice I've ever gotten. Well, let's, I mean, you know, there's so many mentors that I have and so many things I've, I've acquired from, from over, over the years, but really, you know, the best advice I've ever got, Lori, is just to be you, right? Mm -hmm. Be authentic. Don't be someone else. Right. And at the end of the day, you know, there was a quote I heard, ah, now, now I'm blanking on it a little bit, but what it really comes down to is the fact that the people that are supposed to be in your life, I truly feel like if you're yourself, if you're vulnerable, authentic, the people that are supposed to be there are still going to be around, right? And they're going to appreciate the fact that you're not trying to pretend to be someone else. And it can be really hard, right? The, the fact that you might not be accepted initially, that you might put an idea out there and someone might think it's funny or you might get negative feedback. But at the end of the day, you can sleep at night knowing that you were authentic, that you were real, and that you weren't trying to be someone that you weren't. So I really try to live by that. You know, I know that some of the things I do might seem crazy or someone might not connect with me or whatever, but I'm okay with that because I know that I'm just being me, you know? And I think that's super important for people to think about. Yeah, we're, you're a creative, so it's like constantly putting different content out there, of course, can open you up to people who can somewhat be critical. So when some, if somebody says something, what, is, uh, what do you do in order to let that go? You know, I mean, I re- some, when someone says something to me that might like offend me or yeah, something. Yeah, sorry, someone says something to you that's negative. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I used to be very defensive. Um, so that's, I mean, just being honest, I used to have a problem with this. And I think that is one of the reasons that I work so hard to not be that way anymore. Because I use, I'm telling you, back a couple years ago, I was so worried about what people would say. And if they gave me negative feedback, my first, the first thing I would do is snap at them or, you know, get defensive. And I realized that now, I mean, it's just, it serves no purpose, right? Argu I, I hate arguments. Like I hate drama. I hate all of that stuff. So if someone doesn't agree with me, you know, the first thing I do is I take a step back. I really try to listen to what they say because half the time that someone is is what you might consider negative feedback, you can actually learn a lot about that, right? If, if you look at it differently. Mm. So sometimes I'll get that feedback and I'll use it as constructive criticism and I'll see, okay, well, how can I maybe grow from this or become better instead of getting defensive and snapping at someone for not agreeing what I have to say? And then there's other people, you know, that just want to disagree with you and, you know, they're never going to, they're never going to be on the same page as you. And you, you got to just let it, let it go. Right. At the end of the day, those people aren't supposed to be in your life. You shouldn't be exerting all your energy trying to please everyone, right? Just put your ideas out there, be authentic, be real, and the right people will, will stay connected with mm, you. For sure. There's two quotes that came to mind when you said that. And, and I, I think that is, I think that's a really, that's probably the most common natural reaction is to be defensive, to, oh. you know, throw up your side and, and it takes so much energy. And it's, I, um, I read in your defenselessness, your safety lies. And also, um, a, a defense is an attack back. And I was like, wow, it, it really, even if it's not an attack, it definitely spurs that in the other person to attack yet again. So it's kind of really thinking if, if peace is really what I want at the end of this, you know, if I really just want to learn from this or have peace, how would I respond? And I love that it's taking, taking that step back and of course having boundaries when we need them. But for the most part, that's exactly what I do now. I'm like, you know what? It's I, I, let me learn, let me see where they're at, but then let me just let this go. So as far as boundaries, have you had to, in order to move forward, have you had to create uh, some boundaries in your life and what did they look like? I mean, absolutely. 100%. I really feel like that you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Now, I don't take that. You know, some people are like, well, I'm just not going to hang out with anyone from my past if they're not bringing me up and taking me to the next level. But we just talked about this briefly. I'm, I don't buy into that necessarily. Right. I mean, I, there's amazing people, uh, from my childhood. I just grew up in this you know, amazing neighborhood and I still connect with so many people from back home and I have great friends, but there are relationships that I had in my life that didn't serve me, right? That I found that when I was spending time with some people that, you know, I was making decisions that I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be doing, right? So I really, I really had to create boundaries around some of the relationships that I had in my life. And it's not necessarily about cutting them out completely, right? But it's about really not giving Th those people, all your energy and all your time, right? Making new connections that are going to bring you up and really just thinking about who are you spending the most time with and the people that you're with, are they energy vampires? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Are they sucking your energy out? Or when you're around them, do you feel inspired, right? Do you feel like you are growing when you're around those people? So the boundaries that I connect, it's not that I necessarily cut them, uh, cut people out of my life, but what I will do is I'll minimize the time that I spend with them, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll really try to make sure that the majority of the time I spend 
is around people that have my best interest in mind, right? And are trying to do some of the same things that I'm doing, you know? And I, the other thing is, is you know, I'm, I'm constantly about making uh, new relationships in my life and connecting with people that are interesting to me, you know? So sometimes when you meet new people that are bringing you up, uh, you can't, you, you don't have time for everyone anymore. So you really have to just consciously think about the people in your life and who's really bring, bringing you up and challenging you and who are the people that maybe you don't want to spend as much time with anymore. Mm, yes. Have you had to have any um, honest conversations with some people? Uh, the only reason I say that is because I've definitely had people who are like, oh, you don't have time for me anymore or you think you're too good for me now. You know, when you're leaving your past life, maybe those were happy hour people or maybe those were people that you <laughs> went out with on Fridays or whatever that looked like. But I really think all of us who are making a change to be the person that we know we truly are authentically inside, that's hard to bust through. So what do you say to those people? Because it hurts when it's the people who are closest to you. It does. You know, it really does. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. You know, I really do. I had someone reach out to me today, you know, a listener from my show and they said, Ian, I know you know, you, you talk so much about not associating with negative people, but that easier said than done. You know, what happens if those people in your close circle? And, you know, when it comes to, to some people, I've just had to let those relationships go. And I've realized that when I did that, they really weren't that, they, they must have not been that important because those people, they really didn't even try to connect with me anymore when I stopped going to, to you know, out binge drinking and all that mm -hmm. stuff that I used to do earlier in my life. But now, you know, I still like to enjoy a cocktail and go out with friends every now and then, but I really... You know, I try to pick and choose, you know, when I'm going to do things and it's more on the occasion, uh, you know, and at first I got a lot of resistance um, from people. Ian, why aren't you coming out to, you know, the party on Friday night or this or that? But after a while, you know, people accept it, you know, and then they see you on this new. And it's like I don't necessarily cut them out. But at the at the beginning, it's a lot harder. After a while, I think they kind of accept the fact that you're on a different path. And I have had to have conversations and just let people know, you know, hey, you know, I, it's nothing against you. I think you're a great person, but this this isn't just serving me. I'm trying to get my life in a new direction, and I, I just can't live that lifestyle anymore. You know, so it, it's hard initially. But when it comes to like things like happy hour and all and all those things, I just pick and choose my battles. You know, um, and I really try to structure my days in ways where I really have a lot of positive energy. And if I'm gonna do something like go to happy hour and all these things, you know, I try to do it maybe you know once every other week. And I know everyone's different, but that's just what works for me. Mm, that's awesome. And yes, sometimes the most loving thing we can do for ourselves is to walk away from people because, you know, we're not always going to, and I love that you just communicate because at the end of the day, if we just communicate, pe communicate with people and tell them, Hey, this is, this is because I can't live this way, or I can't feel this way anymore. I hope that you understand if you want to do something, maybe we go take a class together or go do something, you know, in, in, um, you know, that, that makes us feel better or us feel healthier. And a lot of times they kind of weed themselves out, out of that. And you're like, well, I offered, but you don't want to go do this. So, um, so that can be something that is really clearing as well. So, um, awesome. I want to hear about your podcast. Well, I'm so excited about my podcast. You know, it was really something it's funny, you know, I was going to launch a podcast a while ago, but I was, you know, I just didn't do it because I was, I was scared, whatever, but it's going really well. It's called the fearless and healthy podcast. And I've got to just interview some amazing people, you know, some of the people that I've always wanted to have conversations with. I got a chance to chat with you and I loved our interview, Lori, but it's all about 
you know, living a fearless and healthy life, right? Stepping into your fears, some of the things that, you know, you want to do, right? And getting over those little voices in your head and making it happen. And then also, I truly feel like you can't really be your best unless you are taking care of your health. So I bring on a ton of health and fitness experts, nutrition experts, inspiring entrepreneurs, transformation stories, people that have really decided to level up their life, right? Maybe leave some of those relationships in the past that weren't serving them and step in and follow their intuition. So it's been incredible, you know. Uh, you know I think we're about 75 episodes in and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super excited about the future with the show. We've we built quite a community now with it. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, an awesome experience. And the best thing about it is connecting with people, right? I'm sure you feel mm. the same way. I've got a chance to uh, just talk to so many incredible people along the way. Totally, totally. That's exactly why I started to, I was like, I just want to, I just feel the urge to talk to these amazing people and share them. I want, you know, I want people to learn all the different tips that I'm learning from these incredible people. So it's so much fun. So really quick though, was it that hard to start a podcast? Cause I know so many people think it's like this big audacious, crazy, scary thing. And, and I, I just want to hear what you think. No, it's not. <laughs> and it, you know, it's crazy. You think you overthink it so much. Mm. And then finally, one day I just said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to do it. And I scheduled, I literally I went through, I scheduled like 15 interviews in one day and, uh, you know, I, I booked them out. And then the following week I had like 12 podcast episodes recorded. Right. Mm. And obviously, you know, I, I got better as I, as I went along and the first couple of interviews never turn out quite the way you want them to, but it's not that hard. You know, I, I think people, they overcomplicate things, you know, they're scared to get going. And just like anything, like we discussed on the show, you get better as you go along. So anyone that's thinking about podcasting, you know, it's an amazing experience and uh, it's really not that hard to get started. You just got to make the commitment and decide to take action and do it. Oh, I love that. And seriously, that's what your friends are for. Like take out the weirdness on them. I remember when I first started training, I was like, okay, I'm going to train you. This is going to be weird and wonky and you're just going to have to deal with it, friend, because and it, that's what and you it's, do. And it's so fun, you it know, is. I just love it. So it's it great. Is. Yeah. We do all get in our heads. Like what questions do I ask? Oh my God, I need to sound so smart. And what if I sound stupid? It's like, it's not even about you. Just focus on that person and ask them questions that you want to know. And when I took that pressure off of myself, like, yeah, you know what? You're human. You're going to screw up. Maybe you're not going to sound so smart and it's going to be recorded. That's okay. Cause everyone else has those moments too. So, you know, just showing the human moments to me is totally cool. I don't edit them out because I know that everybody else is human too. So I hope that it inspires people and see Ian says it's easy. So if you think it's hard, make sure you go to and ask him questions. Just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> all right. So I want to know where we can find you, where we can follow you, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Well, you can go to my website, fearlessandhealthy.com. Um, get a lot of information about, you know, all the, all the past interviews I'm doing. You can join my Facebook community, um, the fearless and healthy community. You can find that right on Facebook and, uh, you know, I connect with me on Facebook, you know, seriously, like send me a friend request. Like I, I, you know, I love connecting with people. Um, and you know, if you're into fitness, I also have a, a guide. I'll send that over to you, Lori. I really try to break down uh, just, you know, there's so much fluff in the fitness industry. I'm sure you feel the same way. I try to break it down into very actionable stuff. If people want to uh, get a lean physique, I'll send that guide over free for your audience. So yeah, come connect with me and say hello. And, uh, you know, I'd love to connect. 
Awesome. And ladies, you guys, you ask me all the time where your husbands can go or where your boyfriends <laughs> can go. Who's a guy that I know there. I gave you, I gave you a man. So <laughs> that's right. I am the only guy here. I forgot about that. But. <laughs> all right. So last question that I pretty much ask everybody. Sure. So if I have 30 seconds in an elevator and someone asks you, what can I do to make myself happy? Please just tell me one thing quick that I can do to make myself happy. What would that be? Love yourself. Mm. You know, really love yourself. Realize that you are a capable, special person with a gift that you need to share with this world. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is to get over those fears and get started. But really, I think it comes down to you can't love other people until you love yourself and really realize that, you know, we, we all have that gift. So anyone that's struggling with self-confidence, beliefs, all that stuff, you know, take the time to realize, you know, how special you are and uh, how precious life is and go out and make it happen. That's awesome. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being on, Ian. I so appreciate your time today. Absolutely. I had a, I had a blast doing it, Lori. Thanks for having me on. Mm, for sure. You guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments 
all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives. Life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.